Section 11 of Birds and Nature, Volume 11, Number 5, May 1902. Recorded for LibriVox.org by Rachel Evangeline Barham. The Orchard Oriole. The first of May finds the trees and shrubs well clothed in tender green, the air laden with the perfume of many blossoms, and bird life abounding. The number has been rapidly increasing since the coming of the meadowlark and robin that proclaim the approach of the moving host. Since their songs of joyous anticipation first were heard reverberating through field and orchard, almost every day has brought some new arrival, till now the air is alive with feathered creatures and hilarious song is rife. With ever-varying motions they search for food and sport among the tree branches, or course through the vault of heaven. Nidification is now in progress, in various stages of advancement, according to the species of bird. But many of our summer visitors are still absent, yet just now is the season that one of the most interesting should make his appearance and join the general jubilee. This is the orchard oriole, and he is among the gayest of the gay of all this merry throng. Being a soft-billed bird, or insect-eater, he defers his migration until insects have become plentiful. He is remarkably uniform in migration. Wintering south of the United States, he enters our borders about the last of March, and with unusual regularity steadily makes his way onward till he reaches the northern limit of his range the latter part of May. In the southern states and southern portion of the middle states east of the Rocky Mountains, this oriole is one of the most abundant and familiar songsters that frequent the orchards and gardens. He is a very conspicuous bird in both plumage and song, although not quite so brilliantly attired as his cousin Baltimore, his coat of chestnut and black is very noticeable. His song is loud and gushing, and resembles that of the rose-breasted grosbeak, enough for the superficial observer to confound the two. But to the trained ear there is a decided difference. The notes, though uttered with force and rapidity, are varied, clear, and sweet. His sojourn with us is short, but while here his rapturous refrain is heard almost incessantly. This sprightly bird is seldom, if ever, inactive, but with ever-moving pinion he flits from branch to branch, from tree to tree, and even when giving forth his gushing melody he quivers and sways. Orchard orioles are masters in the art of nest-building. The nest, a beautiful basket-like structure about three inches across and the same in length, is attached to half-upright or horizontal branches. Usually it is half-pencil, though some are wholly pendant. It is always made of blades of long slender grasses woven together in a most wonderful manner and lined with plant fiber and feathers. As the grass is invariably used while fresh and green, the nest is of a more or less green hue at all times and consequently difficult to detect among the thick foliage. The four or five bluish-white eggs are spotted with a purplish color. At first the nestlings are fed on tiny insects and later on beetles and grasshoppers. The number of noxious insects a pair of these birds will destroy in a season is almost incredible. Addie L. Booker End of section 11. This recording is in the public domain.